You are listening to Musiques Behind the Musos. What's up, y'all? This is Samuel Jr., a.k.a. St. Pyrex, independent artist from Western Sydney. Uh, yeah, and this is my song, Do the Dance, featuring Ash Sways. Check it. Hey guys, welcome back to Behind the Muso. I am Josh. I am joined by Will and St. Pyrex. G'day, how are you going? I'm good, bro. I'm good. That's good. So let's just get straight into it. Um, your single Do to Dance is coming out very soon. We're lucky enough to get a sneak peek at it. How do you feel about its upcoming release? Um, pretty excited. I don't know what to expect. I just decided. So the reason behind this release was just that I'm dropping on my little bro's birthday. And this is one of my his favorite songs from me, even though it's not at all my sound. But I just thought that I I haven't dropped in a while as well, so I just thought before I begin my proper rollout, I'll give it you know the streets a little taste test. That's so exciting! I'm very your brother must be very excited to hear that coming out on his birthday. It's just your gift to him, art. It's completely priceless. But um, it's good to get out of your comfort zone and try something that isn't exactly your sound it's very um what's the word it's admirable Mm, absolutely um so i want to ask a little bit about that release process so uh you've decided to you know drop it on your little brother's birthday um does that add to the stress or the pressure that you feel when releasing music and and how does that usually feel for you um yeah pre-release is a very stressful time like it really is um this release, not really though, because um, my release plan for this is very fan based. That makes sense. So I'm gonna be releasing it. Its first release is gonna be on um, SoundCloud and YouTube, and then through Instagram, the people will decide if I'm gonna make it all platform or not. And I'm gonna have a lot of these type of releases throughout the year, at least once a month. You know. When I'm what, because focusing on a proper release plan is like the release plan itself is five weeks. And by that, like before the five weeks even start, you got to have your product ready, mixed, mastered, visuals finished. It's a very long process. And if I just keep doing those types of stuff, I'm probably going to end up releasing like five songs a year. So I figured like I'm going to have, you know, start off with SoundCloud drops and try and get as much content out this year, I guess. Yeah. So have you ever done a release like that before? The SoundCloud? Yeah, yeah. Like no. SoundCloud. Oh, yeah. That's good. You should um, definitely take a look at Dom Valley. I think that's what his name is on TikTok. He's, um, he's the guy who wrote Bin Himmer, if you have heard okay. that recently. That went viral on all social media. And he did this really interesting thing where he released it on SoundCloud before he released it on all platforms. So his okay. name's Dom Valley or something. And he's just taken over TikTok pretty much with these kinds of releases. So if that's something you're into, you should definitely, you know, look him up, analyze his content and just really take it in because he his debut dropped 500K in a week, you know, Got on Spotify editorial playlist is absolutely killing it and independent as well. So definitely look him up um, if you want to, you know, make sure you do that kind of release properly. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on to the next question, 
Um, how do you feel your music has progressed since your first release? Mm. Okay. My music is like constantly, constantly progressing. And the thing is like, with how long each release takes, I would have evolved like three times. Like I have, because I, I took a massive break from um, re releasing last year and just to get everything, my whole brand and everything just like up to scratch and everything. So, but like even through those period, I've never stopped, not for one day, like working on my craft. So I feel like per release, you're going to get a crazy different side of me every single time because my bank is endless right now. Like the vault is like really big. Right. So do you have any plans to like drop an album or are you just going to keep doing it single by single? This year, I already have one EP ready just out the gate, but I have to pick the perfect time. I'm thinking like mid-year. Hopefully I can get two out by the end of the year. That'll be, that'll be sick. But I'm more focused on utilizing and making the most out of each drop more so than like pushing a whole lot of shit. Definitely. You want to get value for money. Yeah. And you mentioned that the creative process from start to finish, from beginning to write the piece of music all the way through to its release takes a long time with the mm -hmm. mixing, the mastering, the, the art and everything that comes along with it. What's your favorite part of that process? And where do you spend the most amount of time? Mm. Um, my favorite part of any song that I make, this is even before I decide to release it because pre preparing the release is not fun. I'm not going to lie to you. There's just so much stress, so much, so much stuff you have to do. But my favorite, my favorite part of any, any like drop that I do is the car test. You know? What's the car test? Talk us through that. The car test is the car test is like, and I'll be doing car tests every single day. It's like my favorite part of the day. Um, pretty much, what you're doing is like whilst you're making the song, you know, a lot of people tend to like you know do like add some input into their project, take a step back, listen to it, add some more, take a step back, listen to it, all of that. But um, what I do is like. Say I have a session happening, I'll finish whatever I got to do. And then the car test is like strictly devoted to like me taking a step back and pretending that I've never listened to this song before, pretending that I've never heard of anything to do with Samuel Jr. You know, listening to, like I pretend that I'm a listener from Sydney that has such low expectations for what to hear out of Sydney. And then they hear that. And a lot of the times it's like, you got to accept that sometimes it's mid, you know, but there are those times where you just look back like, Jesus Christ, I did that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah definitely. That must be really nice to be able to take a step back and, and view it kind of objectively. Do you ever yeah. involve other people in that? For example, you talked about your little brother just before. Do you ever get someone else's perspective um, other than just taking a step back yourself? I did for a while. And that because the thing is like I was very I was very that person where I'd be like hey do you like it what do you think is wrong with it 
tell me more about what you think. You know what I mean? But um, I actually learned this from a good friend of mine. He was like, so right now I don't do that at all anymore because in my opinion, my, my input is enough. What I think is enough. So if you're going to continually like, one person says this, oh, I've got to tweak it. Another person says this, I've got to tweak it. It's not, it's not your song anymore. Like it's, you're pleasing, you're trying to please too many people. And the person that, the person that you're supposed to be pleasing is not getting gratitude anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Right, like right now, my mental state is like, if I like it, I'm going to fart, like straight up. Makes yeah. me happy. I think people who listen to your music can tell when, it's you who enjoys yourself because, mm. you know, if you listen to an artist who's just having fun, you can't really explain it, but you can tell. And it mm-hmm. just attracts you more to their music. You're just like, this person's enjoying themselves. I'm going to listen to them. And, you know, everybody has their own opinion. So you can't cater for everyone. You just do what you want. If you don't yeah. like it, don't mm. press play. Next Otherwise, you'll spend forever chasing your tail and chasing the uh, yeah. perfection, which doesn't exist. Yeah, the releases end up taking a year and a half for no reason. Absolutely, absolutely. And when it's already a struggle long enough, you know, six months for a release and two releases a year. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if you do you, that's all we want to hear. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. So you've touched on how releasing music is a very timely process and it, I guess, this withholds you from reaching your full potential at times. But... In this song, Do the Dance, have you had any obstacles that you've encountered and how did you deal with them? Um, not really, because this song was actually the first song I made when I came back from overseas. And it sat in my bank for a solid four or five months before I even considered doing something with it. And then, you know, it'd be times when my brother would be like, oh, yeah, can you play that song? In the, like, why would we be in the car? Can you play that song? Can you play that song? Can you play that song? I'd be like, you know, I might have to do something with it. And, like, with all the, with all the um, SoundCloud releases, they're not really going to have a, whole, a massive issue. They're never going to be a massive issue for me because these are songs that have already been made. A lot of my SoundCloud re- re- releases are going to be songs that are over two years old, at least, you know? So they've already been done and dusted. I've already moved on to a different phase in my artistic growth, I guess. Um, so this is, these are all stuff that, like, they represent a time and place for me, I guess. That's why I don't want to give, like, I don't want to devote it for its, um, you know, a proper release plan with a music video and all platforms and all of that because I feel like those ones are, should be the ones that are representing my my life right now or what what i'm on right now so and i've been i've been recording for like almost maybe over three years now so there's a lot of songs in the bank and a good and a lot of them are like really good and i get people asking me like oh yo when's this dropping when's this dropping and i i, I hate telling people it's not gonna drop like it's never gonna drop so i just thought like yeah the soundcloud thing would be a way for me to keep the keep the people fed while I'm working on my better shit. That's a good idea. So do you just release it whenever you feel like it or do you have a rough sort of plan for SoundCloud? Oh, I do. Um, I'm going to try and do 
once a month. I will be doing once a month, actually. Hopefully, I could be able to do two. And, you know, from my experience, working, um, working on, like, current, release, current releases and all of that, you can never predict the time that you expect it to be out. I've had many incidents where I've announced uh, it's dropping this month. And then it ends up having to drop like many months after because the amount of complications you run into is like ridiculous. So um, I can use the SoundCloud releases. Like maybe something falls back with my main release. I can drop two in one month just to make up for it. And I'm never going to be short on songs. Like, Right. It sounds like you've got a massive catalog. How often do you reckon do you hit the studio and record a song? Um. I'm in the studio every day, but before I went overseas, my recording process was like, just make as much music as possible. So I would end up making like five songs a week on average. Now I would say I, li- I make one song a week, but I'm working on that song every single day. I'll come back to it and I'll be like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this line. Retake it. Maybe I can do a better verse. Redo it. Like I've had to do, I've had to redo so many verses, but like that's my new process now because I feel like that way I can give, I'm still using the same amount of studio time, but it, this way I may be making less songs, but each song I'm giving it its time and attention kind of thing. It's like, start, it's like starting, in, it's like starting an assignment like a week early compared to like the night before. Yeah, and so it just turns into a sort of patchwork quilt of improvement day after day. Exactly. You can just sit back in the studio and listen to what you've done and, and just continue working on it. That's fantastic. So looking to the future now, what direction do you intend to take with your music? So do you plan on trying new instruments, new genres, new features in your music, whatever it might be? Okay, um, my sound's very... The one I'm, what I'm going for is very, especially co- compared to what we're given right now in the Sydney scene. It's very far away from like the cliche pop sound that you're getting, because with with trap and drill, you're getting like, how do I say this without stepping on toes? Um. Like props to all the artists that are out there. You're doing your thing, but you're all like, like a lot of it instrumental wise, it's all sitting within the same framework. Now, now with me, my main is R&B. And again, with R&B, you're getting a lot of the uh, R&B that might suit the club. It's still got a big bump. It's still, still got a bump to it. You know what I mean? Mm. Mine sits very far away from everything that's like associated with that. You know what I mean? I want to create music. Like my my intention is to create music that still sounds fucking mind blowing, but it doesn't sit in none of your criteria. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So there's a lot of like atmospheric music. I use I use instruments and perks and sounds that you wouldn't even consider using. A lot of my a lot of my sounds I get off like other videos from YouTube like an actual movie scene instead of just going into like 808 mafia drum kits or something like that. You know, I'm always trying different stuff. Like I always thought the process of sampling just 
random stuff and using them as instruments is one of the coolest things you can do as like a music producer. This is like, oh, this doesn't sound like a symbol, but I'll use mm. it as one. And then it's just, you know, getting those creative juices flowing, doing yeah. something, I guess, unorthodox, but it's pretty cool. I, I really like that sort of music. Yeah. One of my favorite like instruments to use is like the raindrop, you know, the bloop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like anything that's like just, because like when I listen to the people that I look up to, the main thing that comes into my head is like, what were you, what, 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 what were you thinking? What were you on for you to come up with that? Like, you know, you don't get that if you're listening to a pack that's just filled with stuff that I, like Lou Baby has used a million times. I want you to, I want, I want you to surprise me. Tell me something I've never seen before. That's my whole, like, you know. Sounds good delivering something new, something that the people want to hear. It's good stuff. Good recipe for success, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so a sort of follow-up question to that, I suppose. Do you have plans for um, a five-year time frame or a five-year-long project? What's your, mm. what's your goal in five years? Five years, I expect to be Grammy-nominated. I, I love expect, it. Yeah. Um, Aria doesn't sit well with me. I want to get to the top, all the way up to the top. Like, awesome. Sounds great. Yeah. It, it, Shoot for the international stage. I love it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So that's where you want to be in five years. Do you have sort of steps in your mind on how you're going to get there or – like you're just thinking that's the end goal. I'm going to take it day by day. No, I do have a plan, but the thing is with plans is especially what another thing I've learned is like for you to keep up with like everything that's happening, this plan has to be like malleable. Mm. It can't be because the thing is you're going to run into like problem after problem after problem. It's a matter of how can I tweak my goal or like, not tweak my goal, tweak how I get to my goal with the new situations and circumstances that I'm faced with. But I do have, I do have a, I do have a plan. It's just, I know that by this stage, like say six months ahead, maybe a year ahead, maybe two years ahead, the goal is going to be the same. It's always going to be the same, but I might be attacking it differently. There may be a new social media by then that I'd be able to utilize. Like you never know. The world changes like so quick. It's crazy. Absolutely. So just yeah. keeping the flexibility to go with the flow and you've got that overarching five-year plan and how you get there might shift and change along the way but you'll get there yeah awesome i'm excited to see you at the grammys in five years then yes sir um so thank you so much for today do you want to plug your socials where can they find you on social media on spotify that sort of thing yeah um on all streaming platforms the name Samuel Jr. Instagram, I go on the same Pyrex. And for my TikTok, I'm really starting to take TikTok a bit more seriously now, even though like I'm dreading it. Um, <laughs> at Forever Pyrex. We're making moves, you know? <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it, boys. Y'all take right. care. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform to never miss another episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at music.app. 
for all the latest updates and constant music recommendations. Be sure to head over to our website, musicdiscovery.com, to find our track of the week, curated playlists, blogs, and so much more. <laughs>